0: Hey, what's up everyone? Hope you are doing well. It's a beautiful, hot summer day down here in Alabama. Uh, So I hope you are staying cool wherever it is you are listening to this. Uh, Really can't wait to share today's exciting episode as we continue to unpack May and I's story. Our prayer is that through today's episode in particular, that you can begin to see yourself as God sees you. And really believe what his word says, the, the truth of who he says you are as his son or his daughter, both in terms of the real truth of how he has created you genetically as a male or a female, but but really even more than that. Um, if you are in Christ, that, that you can see yourself through those eyes of God as the redeemed and bought, beloved son and daughter, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Um, So that's really our prayer through today. Real quick, before we do jump in here, I I do want to remind you about our playlist on Spotify and on Apple Music. We try to make sure that these songs are filled with biblical truth about who God is and who we are. And so we invite you to sing along with us. Uh, so you can check those out. Also, remember you can reach out to us by email at redeemingidentity at gmail dot com. Um, and now, here is episode four of the Redeeming Identity Podcast. Dave. Hi, Babe. Um, well, this is Aaron. We're here for episode four, of the Redeeming Identity Podcast. We've had a few technical hiccups this evening, and um, so unfortunately, Scott had to take his uh, his daughter and, and get her and put in bed for the night. So, um, so it's gonna be us. It's gonna two. be us two, and he will be back next episode um so anyway well last time on the redeeming identity podcast (laughs) we shared i introduced my wife and we shared kind of or she shared what it was like to meet me and uh and kind of go through a period of waiting
1: waiting in prayer
0: waiting in prayer and patience. patience yeah so um this will be kind of a continuation because uh, we, we don't want to leave the story there. We want to share kind of the fullness of how we get to where we are today and and what it looks like in marriage, how God has redeemed so much. We were just talking about um, the term, what the enemy means for our destruction really taken from the story in Genesis of Joseph and his brothers, when he says what you intended for harm, God meant for good. And so even maybe the technical things from earlier tonight, who knows? Um, But there's been so much, even in our dating, uh, everywhere from before our dating, when there was that whole situation. And then uh, once we were dating, you kind of began to really know, a little more about me, and and man, maybe this guy is not quite so <laughs> uh, clean cut as as he looks uh, on the inside as he is on the but outside.
1: Really, is anybody
0: perfect? No, no. I mean, I want to be perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, can't can't be perfect. There's we'll only get, one perfect person. That's we'll get Jesus. into that.
0: We'll get into that. <laughs> um, so, anyways we kind of left off with i i came into the picture i um had been out of the picture for about a year and a half yeah and i show up at megan's birthday party and then i ask her and to go ask her if she wants to hang out as a group because what 30 year old wants to do that (laughs) good lord you Uh, were
1: still playing it safe
0: i was still playing it safe uh, I do remember having the conversation with my friend, Jesse, and he said, what? No, you need to take her out, yes. uh, on a date. And, and so, uh, anyway, you want to kind of explain what it was like on our first
1: yes. date? Well, so first date, first we talked for about a month and I was just, again, when's this guy going to ask me out? Um, Finally you did and it was just very simple. You asked me out for ice cream, which I thought was interesting because it was dinner time. They're like, why is this guy asking me out for ice cream? I'm hungry. I like to eat. <laughs> and, but um and he was he was sweet and uh you know we went and had ice cream and walked in the park. I lived in wetumpka at the time and uh, took me to Gold Star Park and And we just talked for, I mean, a good two hours just, and I just remember it being easy and obviously nervous like, you know, anything else. But um, again, this felt so different for me. Well, for me, it was the first time I ever was ever vulnerable with anybody. and so you know there was a lot of that um still guarding but also is this too good to be true um and that funny how we pray mm-hmm. for things sometimes when we're believing for something in our lives and we pray and then the lord gives it to us and we then we go then it's hard for us to believe yeah. that god actually answered our prayer you know and um I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir. I'm sure there's many people that (laughs) face this. Um, But it was a great day. And um, he he took me back home. And again, we're, we're in our thirties and I just, I've, you know, I've told myself that when I felt this way about anybody that I was going to be bold and I wasn't playing games. I was not here to date around. I wasn't (laughs) trying to go be with this man, um, because I was lonely. Come on, girls and women out there struggling, you know, Mm. (laughs) you know, just seeking approval. Um, and so many times we fall in that trap, um, but that was not, I knew, um, I knew the expectation. I knew the promise of, um, a, a godly husband, godly man, and that's who I was going to pursue. And if he wasn't in it for the right reasons, I wanted to know. And so I laid it out and I yeah. just was very honest and said, you know, you've known me for two years. Why now? And, you know, I'm not here to just date. And cause I'm lonely. I, you know what are your intentions and um he was very honest back about i'm not here to play games i i like you i want to get to know you and i want to and he used the word he, he said i want to pursue you yeah i want to pursue you and that and that is the language you want to hear yeah. ladies is i want to pursue you because um, there's a difference between I just want to hang out or I just want to hook up or I want to just, you know, you know, just see where this goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, you want the honesty, and communication. And, I, and communication, and I prayed for that. And so it was all these things of, wow, God, like you are so good, like you are honoring that. Mm-hmm. And, and it was it was scary. But, hey, you know, I'm so glad that I was able and we both were able just on the very beginning, just say, OK, we know. Um, we have clear direction of our intent uh-huh. and so that's we yep. started getting to know each other
0: that's right
1: started the pursuit
0: that's right um, yeah. I'll say that you know and so, so we begin dating after this and and
1: it's fun like we, we just started getting to know each other and hang out you know go to dinner a few times and I met his family at a at a awkward uh, Auburn football game. <laughs> a little awkward because I'm an Alabama fan, but other you know. Um, but again, I don't know where you you come from. Where we know a little bit yeah. about you know because that's the that's the beauty of dating. You yeah. you you get to know each other small steps at a time, and um, so. But we get to this was October, so we get into like the holidays. So it gets into the, you know, wanting to spend time with each other's families and kind of yep. get to know um, he has mom and a dad and a brother, and sister. He had niece and nephew. And um, I've had a brother and a sister-in-law at the time. And um, so, you know, comes the season of, you know, you come meet my family and I come meet your family because we just knew mm-hmm. um you know, this was different. This yeah. was not just, like I said, we weren't in this just to, you know, I, I felt even then that um, this was my husband. Yeah. Like, we didn't use that language yet, um, but we. I think we both knew it um, because we knew, spirit, we knew spiritually the Holy Spirit was mm-hmm. bringing us together. But mm-hmm. um, I guess you share what happened like in that time because that's when we the cards kind of all came out we just reached that that step where we needed to be vulnerable vulnerable. about what we struggle with and what we have struggled with
0: so and i and i'll share this um and how this ties into the last two and is that red thread of God working and really, as Scott had asked, where, you know, kind of where in all this was my struggles and my recovery and, and healing and and the whole time that I'm, uh, that Megan and I are dating this first few months, I'm still going to my groups, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm connecting, but I'm not really sharing the fullness of, of everything with her. Mm -hmm. Um, And it kind of took some time to get to that point. But I I remember even in those days, there were, um, there were times and I, I don't, I don't remember there being a time in the earliest points when I crossed the line with pornography, but I remember crossing the line with masturbation and some of these things that I felt shame, but shame. I had not, we hadn't even talked really in depth. Yeah, we haven't gotten. And, you know, that was when we were more just hanging out, we were really getting to know dates. each other, a few dates, going over to watch uh, Zootopia at Nan and Papa's <laughs> house. But some I, conversations. yeah, but I, I just remember, you know, here I am, with this amazing woman of God, and I'm still struggling with sin and and my thoughts and and identity, and just different yeah. things swirling around in my head. I'm going to therapy up at this guy in Birmingham, and
1: well, there's there's I'm sure there's like with anything. I'm sure there was a lot of fear that mm-hmm. oh God, if I tell her, if I'm vulnerable and I tell her. What I'm thinking or what I'm struggling with Mm -hmm. or what I've been through, you know, will, will she give up on me? Yeah. Will she walk away? Yeah. And, 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 and being in that place of, I don't know if she will or not.
0: And, you know, and I'm grateful that I have a mother and a father that, uh, and this will kind of be a very good theme here in this, uh, in this episode and what does real love look like yes when there is somebody that is going the wrong direction um what does it look like to not enable what does it look like to truly love someone <clears throat> but not condone and and to really lay down hard boundary lines and still love and i think that there's
1: well, there's hard love yeah. there there's the love that says i love you i love you son and i you know i thank god for the, for that yeah. that your parent there there it does come a time where you have to draw the line so, you have to say or yeah set the expectation too yeah so that
0: so that said right there that that will kind of tie in with even my amazing wife and, and how she loves me so well. Um, so, uh, my parents said, Hey, you're not going to bring this girl home for Christmas unless she knows everything. And we do mean everything, including everything about your ex-fiance, your struggles with porn and your, your dealings with same sex issues. And, and so, uh, that the reasoning behind that is because of the pain the
1: trauma they went through the
0: trauma that they went through yeah. and my mom especially and just, just saying trusting and opening saying, their works. you yeah. know and that was kind of what Megan was saying even the first time she really met my family uh, going to the Auburn game. an Auburn game and just feeling like this weird cold shoulder from my mom and my sister especially yes not as much my dad or my brother and that's not surprising Yeah, no,
1: because they're men and they're like yeah, but you can feel man. as a woman and um yeah I felt it and, yeah
0: and so you know it's it's funny as we uh go through these episodes uh I've it's hard for me sometimes to love myself as I see man you know the common denominator of the person that everybody is is that's causing all the problems is me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and it's it's we laugh and we laugh about it now as a family. Just how you know I can joke with your mom, be like, "Yeah, you so hated me," but again, you got to think where we were. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know anything. Yeah. And so you know, once I know it, once I knew everything, then it made sense. Everything yeah. was so clear of why there were so many walls up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um and it, it just all was was made known. Yeah.
0: So so um so anyway, I I remember the night at Missy and Troy's. That's, that's I was living Megan's with my aunt and uncle at the aunt time. Uncles and now my aunt and uncle in law. I already say that. I love uh love my uncle Troy. He is he is the the one of the most amazing characters
1: He was the one that, uh, said that he had met, he came, we were eating at my grandmother's house, uh, one Sunday afternoon and he said, came and, uh, he said, I met your husband today. And I looked at him and I said, what, Aaron?
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep.
1: That, I'm not joking. That's not a same, made up story. Uh, and
0: it may have been the same Sunday that it Troy might
1: have been the same had that come up to me to in the lobby
0: and said, Hey, Aaron, have you ever thought about dating or uh, taking my uh, niece, out? niece out? I think you should. You're, I think you're a great guy. So, um,
1: listen to godly counsel, listen
0: to godly counsel, even when it's from really funny people. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. No, yes. He means the best, best, best. Yeah. Um, I remember that night at Missy and Troy's and just feeling so apprehensive, so afraid. It
1: was a hard conversation. It you know,
0: was hard to hear. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, so I just remember opening up and just yeah. blah, here you go.
1: You, word vomited everything. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful. No, it you know, but I it's so it was so good at the same time because I, I needed I needed to know. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling um you know very taken back, a little overwhelmed um but, you know as a as a as a believer and as a follower of Christ um you know the church thing I kind of honestly I gave I gave the church response I guess that <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't Remember what you said? Well, you know, I I remember saying Okay, well that's who you were. Mm. That's who you were, but that's not the man you are now, sitting with me. Yeah. And I'm starting to like and you know, I don't even think i use the word love. I can't remember, but I I said I I'm starting to enjoy getting to know the man you are now. Yeah. And I don't I don't see you as the mistakes that you made, or the struggles, so you know, which is all the ch- the the churchy words, yeah. you know, because in in my mind it was, I've I have struggled with this, but I'm not struggling now. If yeah. that makes sense, yeah. the you know, oh I I went through this, you know, five years ago or three years, whatever the timeline was with the ex fiance. Uh, um, so I'm thinking, okay, that's, that's not who is sitting in front of me mm-hmm. now. And so it was kind of easy to be at the place of forgiveness of, I mean, I really had no forgiveness because I had nothing to forgive because mm-hmm. I didn't know you. Like, I didn't know you. I knew the man that was before me right there on the couch. And this man was pledging, this is not who I am. Mm-hmm. I know God has a call on my life. Like. I, I'm not the man I was. I've 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 been free from this. And so, you know, it was it was kinda easy. Just and and there was, you know, a, a lot of there was still a lot of questioning that I had to eventually kind of walk through and we kinda did mm-hmm. through the next few months. I mean, we um I was able to go to Christmas at least to have mm-hmm. Christmas dinner with your family. I couldn't spend the night and actually do Christmas Day, but but still I was still able to be with him and so in my mind at this time it's you know i'm thinking you know he's he's he doesn't struggle with pornography (laughs) anymore he's he's not he's not gonna dump he's not gonna leave me like he left this other girl like Mm. i'm i'm believing all the positive things because you know i i know that's how christ looks at us like when he doesn't look at us by our and judge us by our sins and he he forgets them i mean when we're come to him and we're vulnerable before him he forgives us and then he remembers our sins no more Mm -hmm. you know and so i felt okay well i'm i love christ i love the lord so i can't judge this man for something i when i didn't even know him i had no idea so that's kind of where i was at that time yeah um before the real test of our relationship happened, <laughs>
0: and and so that I think that ties in so well with even what you said is the exact almost same wording that Matt Dean said,
1: mm.
0: right? Yeah, he, he said that's, that's not who you are, who not who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's something powerful about speaking identity into someone, yes, and believing what God says about that person and, and vice versa believing for me to believe what God says about me and and I think that um, you know coming from she Megan is a uh, she's a PK pastor's kid uh, southern and and not and it's not just there I mean you heard from my story if you listen back Sin is really not talked about in a present tense in the church. Um, like I said, it's if it's talked about, it's me driving down the road and having anger problems. Like that's the major sin. Instead of going, no, kind of like the definition of to struggle means to fight. And so so there is no thought of an ongoing battle where temptation might still happen and that you still fight or even that you mess up at some point. Well,
1: even if, you know, I wouldn't go as far because, I mean, I think as a believer, I know that um, if it is presented through the gospel, in my mind, I'm, I'm saying I can't, I can't still struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Or I condemn myself because I know, I know what the, the word says. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, does that make sense? And I don't, you know, I'm here, I am, and I I don't want to admit <laughs> that I'm still struggling with yeah. this.
0: Yeah.
1: And so,
0: you
1: yeah. know, and, and, and a lot of times we, we, we love the whole past tense yes. stories instead of the honest truth of no hey I still I love God and I'm serving him yeah. but I still have this that I'm struggling yeah. with and we don't we don't hear that as as much or at least I felt yeah. like I didn't or I felt like I couldn't especially in my position as a pastor's daughter the leader of the group Mm -hmm. and, you know, (laughs) uh, the teenagers and and, 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 in ministry and, and the one on the platform and, um, you know, God had to work a lot of healing for me and my spiritual and my journey with the Lord, um, when it comes to that. And so
0: do you think that that's why it seems like a lot of pastors, kids struggle really hard, um, you know when either they when either they grow up and leave the house or whatever you, you know pastor's kids sometimes get a bad rap. Yeah, um, they're very much told they're the worst. You know, that's speaking identity into somebody
1: yeah. out there. It is. It um, is.
0: But but I wonder if it's also due to that weight of you can't have any problems, you can't struggle. Um, mm-hmm and and so that's going on with you
1: yeah
0: right Mm -hmm. and and so you're learning to look at somebody else who's incredibly open about his his
1: yeah and I was very I I was very guarded a lot even even that you know looking back I remember I was not as vulnerable with you yeah um because I you know there was a part of me again that at that moment was like oh Oh, I can't, I can't say what I'm struggling with because it, you know, it's not as, maybe it's not as bad. This is worse. <laughs> or, you know, like we, isn't it bad that we categorize our sin yeah. and we and categorize, we, yeah. you know, we've talked through that. We've
0: talked through that. Um,
1: and, and just, uh, or in that moment, I felt like I had to be the strong one. Right. And which mm-hmm. is, comes back to, uh, our story a lot of times yeah. and where I've had to, uh, you know, fight that or and struggle through that, um, yeah. and just allowing myself to be vulnerable, yeah. allowing myself to, um, kind of break down the um, I gotta have it all together, yeah. I gotta look the part, I gotta speak the right things, look mm-hmm. the right way, um, sound the right way, yeah. um, just that
0: persona, and 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 that even can uh that can even go into us as a couple
1: yeah because we did because we
0: do and we serve right we both serve and now we serve together and so for us to even be vulnerable here sharing our story or uh really the mental health which we'll get into thing that we went through and and just to share that. Sometimes it's still, I can feel that weight. Got to have it together about to do something with worship, even about to record this podcast and Oh gosh, I have to fight off a thought, but to realize, no, that's, that is actually every one of us. And so in our, in our dating story, um, I don't, I don't remember the very. I think I do remember the very first one that was. Just. It was. It was so. It was February. So it was after I moved out of my apartment. It was at it. Yes. And I moved into a, a different living into situation. a different living situation, and you know, it does matter who you surround yourself with, but also the environment mm-hmm. you're in, Yes. and, and if if it's a place and and nothing against those guys, but for me in that season, it just wasn't a healthy place. Um, The technology availability in the house and just-
1: They they also did not hold, they were, they didn't hold you accountable as a lot of the relationships, you know, the brotherly, the men that you have surrounded yourself with with your recovery group, they they were not holding you accountable yeah. because there was no one really holding them accountable. Yeah. It was almost like just living in a bath pad. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, we all may go to church together, but we're gods yeah. and we're just going to be gods yeah. and it can be very dangerous.
0: So it was in that situation. It was in that place. And, and, and so still dealing with... The battles in my head, I, I remember, um, you know, specifically pushed to that brink, that point dealing with the same sex anxiety moment. And, um, and that's both mental health and spiritual and, and all of it in one. And so I man, crossing the line and using one of the guy's, uh, devices in the house and accessing pornography. And I remember, I remember how hard that was and I remember so grateful for the men like Megan even said and I don't know if you're listening to this and you're in a relationship pre and you're not married yet and like you're on a road to recovery yes you're you're growing Um, but if you're the the woman if you're if you're a man and you're you're you know, pursuing a woman, or if you're a woman and you're be, being pursued by a man, you're in a relationship, you've got to be honest on yes. the front end. Yes. Um, we've seen so many of our friends now who waited to be honest until marriage, and uh, it's just more devastating. And there's just something to shining light in the darkness and to walking in a place of full. Disclosure and honesty in this, these early times, Yes. and so, you know, my one Which of my is what
1: dating is meant. To, dating is yeah. meant to be. It's meant to lay the foundation mm-hmm. prior to commitment and covenant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 laying, it's allowing because again, before you make that full commitment, you know, to to be fully known before each other and in God, God first, then each other, then that's the step you, then you take the step of of marriage. And I think a lot of times people we, we reverse that process Mm -hmm. and we fall in love with the perfect, I have it all together kind of person,
0: Prince Charming, you know
1: what I mean? And we don't, we don't allow ourselves to have the hard conversations yes. before and then we get married and we get past the honeymoon stage but then life hits us because hello we live in a fallen world i married a man that is not perfect the man married a woman that is also not mm-hmm. perfect and then you hit you hit the the roadblocks you hit the the hard conversations and you wake up looking looking at your spouse going who are you? Yeah. Like, I don't even know who you are anymore.
0: Um, it is
1: both ways, you know, for the man can say that about the woman and the woman can say that about the man. And so, and
0: it's because maybe that, that the, you weren't being honest on the front end about what was really going on when no one else is looking. Yeah. And, and so I remember that this, this brother from, uh, my recovery group that I've walked with, he, um, he just encouraged me he said you have to
1: you have to tell me you
0: have yeah. to tell megan and he was going to be a good and this is once again what is true love true love leans into the difficult places and and doesn't tolerate or just affirm or accept you know true love goes hey i'm going to ask you later on if you've talked to her yet and I'm gonna keep asking you, <laughs> and and holding you accountable, holding to hold me accountable for my good. And and it was true love, and so grateful for even something like in that moment. So I remember that first conversation, and man, that I mean, just the the blow that that was, because it had been it had been several months. I don't know exact the exact timing mm-hmm. before that February relapse. Yeah. But I'm but I do know that that was like below number one. Um and and so on yeah. for them.
1: For me, you know, um obviously um huge shot huge shot factory. Almost like I just could not believe what I was hearing, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, uh, sorry, the betrayal in the moment. Um, but also believing, trying, again, which is where the church, the church mode comes in, where I go, well, Lord, I know what I should say. I know that I should forgive him mm-hmm. because that's what you want me to do but i am so angry and i'm so hurt um so it's having all that emotion yet spiritually going i got to i got to forgive him like i but i don't want to and not understanding and you know i i felt like i had my honestly felt like i had my first panic attack like i was mm. i mean it's a miracle that i even drove home, and, it was, and it's strange. I don't know if I ever told you, but where I, I had the conversation with you is at Gold Star. I didn't want to go home because I didn't know if my aunt and uncle were home yet. I didn't want anybody around, so I drove to Gold Star, mm-hmm. where our first date was, and um, sat on the rocks where we had our first date, and that's when you told me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was on the phone by myself in the park, and, um, and so for me, it was it was shock, felt betrayed. I didn't know what I was going to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I and I remember we left it because I couldn't, I could not respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in that moment, you know, you were very gracious because I think you felt you just left it in my court. Like I felt like you were you were willing to let me decide where to go from here and. Um, Again, surrounding yourself, women, same with you men, surround yourself with godly people, family, church leaders, small group leaders in your life, because I thank God for them. I I immediately talked to my aunt, Mm called my mother, talked to my parents, talked to um, a wonderful, godly couple that we love, the Browns that actually were our premarital, but they walked with us. They walked yeah. with us through that whole season. And, and I had to pray. I had to pray for the Lord to show me like what to do. Yeah. And cause I, I had every right to just dismiss you yeah. because I had no ring. I had no commitment. I mean, we have not even told each other. We love each yeah. other. I mean, this was so early and, and in, in a world in in a world that we live in, it, many would just give up.
0: In fact, and there's And just a give song up. There. And just and just What's let it, song? you
1: know, you you hurt me. Yeah. There's you know? so many
0: songs on, on pop.
1: There's The pop so charts many. that are just
0: the angry. I feel like it's more the angry. I bust
1: the windows out your car. <laughs>
0: more, it's it's <laughs> you more know? times than not. It's <laughs> the, angry, it's just it's just the, angry, the angry, angry woman. The woman. More than the angry man on it's these pop songs. It's probably the woman. Um, and so... In the same way, the reason that I knew that I was able to give her the space was, yes, because of the Holy Spirit and through my my brothers, through these guys that I'd walked through their marriages being blown up and mm-hmm. just yeah. understanding just through learning and walking with these guys. I was, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed to have walked with them. And seeing seeing how to communicate and how to recover, uh, even as a couple through yeah. th- through a situation, and so those guys were so vital in that time for me too. Um, and so, you know, it was like we worked through that that yeah. one.
1: And I and I did. I I we met the next day because you know my my mom gave me some grace. Like you don't you need to talk to him. You don't can't sit on it and just ghost him we have yeah. to face this and and i prayed and i knew i knew in my heart and i knew it was the holy spirit not to give up on you because yeah. i knew this was no matter because we again we were getting to know each other he had just shared his story and so i knew in my heart the the man that i prayed for for two years had journals believing that there was something here i said I always knew what, I, what, what that was in the moment mm-hmm. was just the outward action of something that was deeper mm-hmm. in you, that God was still healing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where unconditional love comes to. So unconditional love is leaning into those moments of being vulnerable, but also being very in your weakness you know, coming in alongside and supporting and loving and saying, hey, I know that this is not who you are. And I remember saying that in the car, at Walmart, in the Walmart parking lot. I remember that, Ryan. Yes. Woo. and Because you didn't know if I was going to just break up with you. Yeah. And you didn't know what I was going to respond. And I responded this in, in almost the same way is, you know, not that we would have to build trust because— that I was still hurt. I was very Mm -hmm. honest. I'm still hurt. I don't know if I can trust you, but I'm not willing to give up Mm. on you. Yeah. And um, which started the journey, started the journey of, um, you know, continuing our relationship. And we were tested some more times. Yeah. Um, Isn't
0: isn't that a picture though of God's, the way in which he relates to us is, he, he he, is a God of justice. He is a God of truth. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he's so patient and he still pursues. And he loves us so much. You know, he's a loving father. and And so there's a scene from a movie that is kind of going to be one of the themes of redeeming identity. And it's from... Uh, Blood Diamond from a movie back in I think it was the early two thousands or late nineties, mm-hmm. and just this beautiful scene, this beautiful picture of a father s- saying to his son, "No, son, when the son is is not behaving,
1: son is right mind. He's
0: not in his right mind. He's literally it's
1: been traumatized, been
0: traumatized dealing with lots of evil and lots of mental health things." Mm-hmm. And the Father calls out who He is. And so it's it's very similar to Megan calling out, I know who you are. That is not who you are. This, this behavior, this sin, this acting out is not who you are. So fast forward this, you know, there was um, a few months after that, there was... I think there was two times. There's two more.
1: There was, um, you know, here we are. we and um, we were working on trust. We were working on getting to know each other. Um, he was being, you know, more vulnerable about things. And there was still, there was still some instances where I felt like um, things were just not right. Like even just some. Again, this will play into the mental health. There was some, some unhealthy moments. I would catch him very sweaty sometimes, just like, it. and, you know, I'm like, are you okay? And he would just be, oh, I'm fine, fine, you know, kind of mm. brush it off. And, you know, there were moments where he would just, like, he would be in a whole another world, and I'd be sitting right there. And, mm. and, again, I didn't know what I was seeing then, but I know now what it was <laughs> because what we— a later walk through so there was still a lot but I just I my spirit in me just said love like this is don't give up on this man like yeah. don't give up and so we did we, we fought through um two more opportunities two, two more times where um you know you fell into this and acted out and um it was the third time where I literally was ready to walk away was, um, because it wasn't, you know, it was enough to go through one time and, and forgive and feel the betrayal, but to walk through it three times. Mm -hmm. And this was right before Easter of, of 19. Yeah. Yeah. April. No, it was uh, 19. It was 19 19 of April and, um, actually left. We, we had a hard conversation in Shakespeare Shakespeare Park And, um, I didn't even want to hold your hand. I, I didn't, I didn't even. And I said, I just need to pause that. I just can't, I can't respond. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just, I've forgiven you twice and now I'm expected to forgive you again. I'm just, I'm just beside myself. And, um, so we didn't talk for the whole weekend. I left and I went home to Geneva cause we were supposed to go to a wedding for a, a girl that I was in youth group with, or I was, had been her youth pastor and been a family friend and made some excuse why you weren't with me to other people but my you know thank God for my parents their counsel and their prayer yeah. um, but I really was ready to walk away and um, I remember just lots of tears lots of questioning the Lord and and not understanding and um but I thank God for the time I had to search my heart, to search the Word, to pray, um, because it took the Lord to open my heart and my eyes to to the truth, and to open my eyes to realize um, in the moment um, who you who, who you really were, Yeah. and um i remember the holy spirit speaking in my heart saying megan you can leave and you have every right everything stacked against you gives you the right to leave and i can still heal you like you're going to be if you walk away now your life will still be blessed you're still my daughter you know i don't you know I can still bring another man into your life. Yes, through healing and through all this, you you know, giving you time, God could still bless another relationship. But what would that man be going through? Who's to say that that man wasn't, hadn't gone through a divorce and was carrying baggage from that or had children that he was raising and struggling with or f- was in financial debt, didn't know how to handle money or he had an alcohol problem. I mean, the list goes on and on and on because there is no perfect man. Again, I had this Prince Charming, gotta have it all kind of together mindset and realizing that there is no perfect man. There's no perfect woman. And we've all fallen short, we've all fallen short. And um, I began to to pray for Aaron in a different way than I've ever prayed for him before. And it was, um, all right, God, help help me to see Aaron the way you see Aaron. Because if I can see Aaron the way you see him, then I can love him unconditionally and I can forgive him yeah. and I can trust him because when you look at Aaron, when God looks at Aaron, he does not see the mistakes. He does not see the struggles. He does not see the intrusive thoughts. He does not see the, the porn addict. You know, he does not see those things. He sees a beloved son yeah. and he sees a righteous, holy, pure Integrity, God fearing, strong man, man of God. And if I could switch my thought to seeing Aaron like that, then I can love him. And it was that moment that I said, Okay, God. And I went back and I said, All right, this is it. I mean, and it, and it really, and it was that tough love because it, and it was a never again. Yeah. Like, and I shared that, that whole spill to him about, I'm going to choose to see you the way God sees you. And it was still a process, yeah. but I didn't give up. And, you know, praise God, we have not had to walk that again yeah. since April of 19, which praise into God be the glory um, yeah. for that.
0: That's right. It's been yeah. three a little over three years. Man, so I remember at Shakespeare when you said something to me and it had to do with, you are still my brother in Christ. You know, I'm your sister, but I see the switch when God really showed you No, he's my son, and I love him. And he is the righteousness of of God in Christ. You know, I think about the great exchange that happened. And it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that he who knew no sin became sin so that I might become the righteousness of God like my and that's an identity change. Like Jesus became my sin so that I could become his righteousness. And 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 kind of going full circle to what it's felt like sometimes in church to go when I look at somebody Is it how is how they're acting now determining my view of them Mm Am I choosing to believe who they are based off of their behavior now or based off of the truth of what God's God's word word says? And in the same way for me, you know, when, when I hear my wife, when I hear you say those things, it speaks to me now. Yeah. Because it's those moments and and it, it, it's this picture to me of, like once again, that blood diamond, this picture of the father calling out the identity of yeah. his son mm-hmm. and reminding him not who he's not, but who he is. Yes. I remember when a buddy in recovery said, because I used to, and there's a lot. It has to do with mental health here too. But I used to get in front of a mirror and just say, I'm, "No, I'm not gay." No, and like I would just, I, I would, I would focus on the the negative
1: negative, the negative.
0: instead of who I am, mm-hmm. and letting the fight against lies flow from a positive place. Yeah, and so going. I am a beloved son I am who God says I am and 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 vice versa is looking at and being willing in tough love to say what you're doing uh, this is who who you are you are a beloved son you're a beloved daughter of God and and that is not you may not be acting like that right now, but I know that's that who you really are is a beloved son, and calling that out of that calling them out
1: of you, yeah, calling that out.
0: And and you know, it, it's this picture of when the enemy, when that temptation is there, and you in feeling the pull of, you know, and I'm describing vulnerably now. I mean, just before we started this a little while before there's a thought that comes from the enemy from from a moment and in that moment I can just it's like the father goes no that's that's not who you are even if it feels like that's not true um, you know even even if it feels like I want to run the other direction. Because I felt that way. Yeah.
1: I had all, all my feelings. Right. Was all bad. Everything. Yeah. And I praise God, praise the Lord that I did not, did not make decisions out of my feelings. Yes. Because I would not be married to you.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, that, this is, is the launching place and kind of these last three ended up three parts of the story
1: maybe a fourth
0: well <laughs> I, I think that's going to come because
1: yeah
0: because now what we're what we've just done and these three parts of the story is setting the stage for why where identity is found and it's in Christ alone for Jesus and it's- and that's for that's for both us personally for me personally and then if that's for you listening if there's somebody in your life that you just don't know how to love or you seeing them believing lies and being swept up with the lgbtq plus agenda and culture this culture yeah and and you go well you know megan and i were talking about earlier the this fear that a parent has of you know what if?
1: What if my child, you know, comes to me and they w- want to identify as something that they're not? You yeah. know, what do I do? What, and, what, You know, and sadly, many are conforming to mm-hmm. culture and affirming it yeah. out of fear, out of fear yeah. that their child is going to hurt themselves or commit suicide. And um, as a parent, I can't, I, I can't imagine, can't imagine the this the the weight and the confusion that could cause. But like your parents set the boundary in love, as believers and as parents, that is your child, mm-hmm. and it's our responsibility to call them up to who call them up to who they are in Christ. Mm-hmm who they were designed and created to be under God and His image. Um, that is our responsibility. That's our responsibility as parents, as an uncle and an aunt, as a brother or sister. Um, that is, that is our, our call and our stance to make.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, the verse that came to my head was from 1 John chapter four chapter 8 first uh, John chapter 4 verse 18 there is no fear in love yes but perfect love casts out fear we and uh, for fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love that's interesting mm-hmm. for us as parents or friends and and we are fearing. It says, the one who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. Man, oh man. If anyone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him Whoever loves God must also love his brother. And so I've, I have I've believe so many times that this is a misused piece of scripture that um, God is love and judge not lest ye be judged. It was on a show last night. But... True love. True love. What did Jesus do? How, how did he love us? He saw us in our sin and he said, I don't want to leave you there. And I don't want you to continue down this yeah. path. He could have, he could have let Aaron just in college, just all right, go. I mean mm-hmm. so many times. I deserve destruction. Yeah. Yet he pursues. Yet He pursues so many times when, um, you know, we've been through so much. He could have just gone, Mm -hmm. yet He pursues and speaks the truth of who I am. Yes. And doesn't give up. And so He loves me to to the point where He gives everything. And and so I want to say and, and feel led to say that it is not love it is in fact hate when you as a parent or a friend go along with your child or with this person it is hatred and it is a sentence to years of pain and and trauma, and, trauma and, and pushing them further down a road towards hell and destruction
1: Love is not. It's not conforming. Yeah. It's not confirming. It's not tolerance.
0: No. It's, I would. I would say tolerance is hatred. Yes. Uh, 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 because anyone who says I love God, and hates his brother, because you can't say I love God. And and tolerate wickedness, and evil, and things that might feel good and i say this from an understanding of knowing what that temptation's like yeah. knowing still what the temptation is to believe lies and to have things come into my mind but i still fight and go no that's not who i am you know and 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 so to encourage everyone from both the ones who are struggling to the ones who are trying to love somebody Is that God? I love, we love because He first loved us. And just kind of going back to focus in there, in that point, Mm -hmm. and to know that, man, if you're, if somebody has abused or they've uh, betrayed you, God is with you and He feels that. Yeah. He loved you so much that he actually was betrayed in the garden.
1: Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I would even, I would even challenge you. Again, I'm, I'm not perfect by no means, um, saved by grace. Like everybody else, <laughs> like, like, look, us all, but, um, but there is so much power in praying what I felt like the Lord gave me in that season and, you know, and we'll get into it later, but um, it's definitely not the last time that I've prayed that prayer for my husband. And I still pray that because again, we're still in this marriage. We still have things that we face and tough moments. And to come before the throne and come before Mm. the Lord and say, Lord, help me to see Help me see Aaron the way you see him. And that doesn't just go with your marriage, that just goes in general. I've prayed that prayer for people I work with, people in my family, people that are lost. Because if I can see people that are lost the way God sees them, then I can love them. Mm. The way this this verse is telling me to love them, I don't love them out of tolerance or out of conforming or confirming their their sin, mm-hmm. but I love them enough. I love them the way Christ loves them, and I point them towards the cross. Yeah. I point them towards the the story. I think a few weeks or one of the pocket you you shared about the woman caught in adultery. That is love. That is Christ's love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that he bends down and he says and he forgives and he says, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. That is love. And when we see people the way God sees mm-hmm. them, then we can love them as Christ loves mm-hmm. them. And um, again, that's not the last time and will probably not be the last time I pray that yeah. prayer for you mm-hmm. um, and for so many. Yeah.
0: You know, the there's the line from from a song that I quoted uh, I think earlier and it's on the playlist that I've shared on the uh, openings of the last couple podcasts but it's in Christ Be Magnified and the beautiful picture of of Jesus um, this bridge about Jesus and about how I can then live out the life that he's called me to live. And so from this chorus where we're saying, Oh, Christ be magnified from the altar of my life, Christ, you be magnified in me. And, and and this next part, this declaration that is being made is exactly a picture of how Christ lived when he was here. I won't bow to idols i'll stand strong and worship you i love this and if it puts me in the fire i'll rejoice because you're there too and then here's this beautiful picture i won't be formed by feelings but i'll hold fast to what is true if the cross brings transformation then i'll be crucified with you and there's this Man, this picture that we can learn from Jesus how to hold fast to what is true and not be formed by feelings. Because, you know, Jesus felt he felt, he some felt feelings.
1: everything. He felt,
0: felt some kind of way when those men were nailing him to a cross. Mm-hmm. And yet he said, Father, forgive him. So I love and where we'll leave this is. We're not just gonna tell you, hey, love like Jesus. No, there's an invitation to all of us. And it's found in Hebrews 4, chapter 4 uh, Hebrews 4, verse 14 through 16. And it's, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. <laughs> Let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. It's amazing. What? The king of the universe. But one who in every respect has been tempted as we are. Yet without sin, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy. That's... Not mercy is not getting what I do deserve and find grace. And that's getting what I don't deserve to help in time of need. And so, man, that's the invitation to to everyone, to me, to my wife, to Megan here. It's let us then with confidence approach the throne and say, Lord, help you know how to love you know how to to see this person or help me to see this person or Lord, the devil came to you, man. I'll tell you what my prayer has had to be so many times. And it's not, not like what Megan, you're talking about how to practically redeem your identity. It's saying, Lord, help me to see me Mm, like you see me. Show me what is true. I want to hold fast. And I love that it says confession because that's with the mouth. And, and one thing that I do every single day is I, with my mouth, declare who I am. I, I say things that are very countercultural right now. I say, God, you created me in your image, male, and you did not make one mistake. You created me, male, to be masculine. And that doesn't mean conform to some way, but no, I'm, I'm created to be a protector, a provider, a pursuer, a leader, and a worshiper. And yes, I did mess up. Yes, I have sinned, but God, you so loved me that you sent your one and only son to die for me. And so take heart in that, know that Jesus is here to help you, to help us, to do the impossible, to love, to forgive, and to even find ourselves being made new, redeemed, Lord. Lord, I just pray for my friends, Lord, right now. I pray for everyone listening to this, everyone who, uh, whether whether it's when it's first put out or years down the road, Lord. Um, Lord, help us to uh, help us to approach Your throne. Lord, the invitation is wide open. You've made the way. You went before us, as it said. You passed through the heavens. You came here, and you were tempted in every way. Your Word says that. You were tempted in every way, and the devil came and he lied. He said, if you really are the son of God, and so, man, your identity was attacked. And Lord, I think about those men nailing you to a cross, and you said, Father, forgive them. And so, Lord, we ask you to help us to see ourselves, with your truth and help us to see others in our lives with your truth and Lord help us to see the lost. Lord we love you we praise you we thank you we pray all this in Jesus name Amen yeah. Well we are so glad that you have joined us and given us an hour of your time that is amazing um thank you for the privilege and the honor of that um once again one of the things i did say is what i do every day is a real declaration of who god says i am in his word and i and i say that with my mouth and so one of the resources that i'm gonna uh, be providing is what i say um It it doesn't have to be what you say, but uh, maybe it can just be a guide to help you. So I'll include a link uh, to something in the show notes uh, to a daily declaration um, that I really pray will help you begin because you are confessing the truth of God's word to believe who he says you are. All right. Well, we will catch you guys on the next episode of the Redeeming Identity podcast when we'll kind of wrap up uh, Megan and I's story up to now. It's kind of grown into several uh, several parts, but uh, definitely looking forward to sharing that with you. So we will catch you next time on the Redeeming Identity podcast.